Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. What is it that sets today's most successful online entrepreneurs apart from the rest? This is something that I became obsessed with figuring out back when I started my business in 2016. And then I met my business mentor, James Wedmore, in 2018, and it became crystal clear to me why I was all over the place, why I was launching way too many offers and working way too hard and getting little results to show for it. Since working with James back in 2018 up until now, not only did my business immediately triple in revenue, but I actually spent way less time working and finally got to experience the real freedom that I initially set out to create. James is hosting a totally free training coming up this week that will not only help you get the edge you need to succeed as an entrepreneur, but you'll also discover a proven five-step process for creating irresistible offers and get the keys to massively scaling your business without hustling to work more. If you're ready to stand out in your industry and level up your business in all the ways, this is the training for you. I would personally pay over $2,000 for this free training alone. I swear it is that good. You are going to be blown away and I am blown away every single year that I go back to this training. Day one of the training begins on Thursday, June 6th. So head over to manifestationbabe.com slash rise to sign up for James's free training now. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash rise. That's R-I-S-E, rise. Can't wait to see you there. Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of the Manifestation Babe podcast. I don't know if you missed me, but I know one thing for sure. I missed you and I missed podcasting. And I have decided because the energy has genuinely made its way back to me in regards to the podcast that I'm officially back in the podcast world. I love the podcast and I want to make sure that every time I record a podcast episode, it's not because I need to or I'm required to or I have to meet some sort of quota. Like I want to make this space to be like a dinner date with your best friend where imagine if you felt forced to show up to dinner with your best friend, like the difference between the energy and that 
and like, oh my God, I missed you so much. I can't wait to talk. Let's catch up. Let's chat. Let's have fun. Yes, totally works for me. This is the perfect timing. Let's do it. I'm literally talking right now from my car, by the way. This is so ridiculous, but (laughs) I'll get to that in just a moment. I am staring at the most beautiful hummingbird I've ever seen in my life, just going at all of these flowers in my front yard right now. And it's just such a beautiful sign as to the synchronicities behind, you know, me coming back to my podcast and sharing all the teachings, all the information, all the stuff that I love to talk about on the podcast. And I'm literally staring at a hummingbird, which is a really good omen. I'm in my car right now because apparently it took me 83 and a half years to realize that the car is a great spot for moms. I don't know why I didn't realize this earlier, but I have heard moms talk about this in the past. I'm pretty sure some moms that I followed even way back when, years before I decided to have children or decided on the timing of children, I, 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 I always knew that I would have children, but the timing was the thing that I was always deciding on, right? And I remember listening to all these moms, they'd be recording things in the car. Like I'm pretty sure Jenna Kutcher, who is someone that I admire, she has a huge podcast. And I'm pretty sure she talks about how she records in her closet and or her car, which never hit me until today where I'm like, wait a second, my G-Wagon is always clean. It's always beautiful. It's quiet. It's air conditioned. Nobody can bother me here. I don't have a toddler screaming. His nanny, aka my mom, aka his grandma, isn't also screaming with him. For some reason, my mom loves to scream with Orion. <laughs> and I'm just like, I literally have no space in this house to freaking record a podcast. Which, by the way, can I just share an exciting update? I'm pretty sure I really like I have an updated Instagram on this and I don't know why I if you are in my manifestation reset program, which is a whole program that I just dropped last month, which I'm so proud of. If you haven't heard of it, I'm going to drop the link in the show notes because honestly, I don't remember what the link is. I'm pretty sure it's manifestationbabe.com slash reset, but I will drop it. It's literally a program that I'm most proud of creating this year, and I think that everyone should take it. It's for anyone who feels blocked or uncertain or feels um, like they're in manifestation burnout where they're doing everything they know to do and the thing is still not manifesting and they don't know why this is a program for you. Um why was I talking about this? Hold on. <laughs> I just went on like 12 tangents. I might have gone on like two tangents on the podcast, me verbally speaking, but my brain will go on like 12. It's almost like you're lucky that I don't speak all 12 because that would be very overwhelming. Whatever. Whatever the reason why I brought up Manifestation Reset, um, I don't know why. Hold on. It's going to come to me. Anyway, where was I? I'm in my car recording a podcast and I miss you all so much. I am done with my sabbatical. That's, oh yeah, there we go. It came to me. There we go. Okay. (laughs) I really love podcast version of me because this is so raw. This is literally like, imagine you're in the passenger seat of my car right now and we're just having a conversation. This is our conversation. So here it is. I'm going to post this on Instagram by the time you hear this on the podcast, but in case you missed it, I finally manifested my house. Holy shit. A manifestation, three years in the making. We are moving to Scottsdale, Arizona. Finally, we signed a two-year lease on a beautiful home. 
great start to Scottsdale before we decide, okay, do we want to settle down here? Do we want to build a home? Do we want to buy a home? Do we want to say fuck that and forever rent? Honestly, there's nothing wrong with renting forever. I think there's a big misconception that like people think that you have to buy a home. I don't believe that. I think that if you're someone who changes their mind all the time about where they want to live or they get tired of a house and want to live in another house, it's kind of like leasing a car. You know, you get a new car every three years or however many years. I'm kind of vibing with that in houses. It's kind of a nightmare sometimes when you have to switch houses. Of course, I get it. Not everyone wants to move every couple of years, but for me, it's been working. And we finally manifested a home. I'm so excited about that. I went on sabbatical this year. So I don't think I've recorded. I think I recorded a couple episodes during my sabbatical. But I haven't really made an announcement on my podcast that I'm back from my sabbatical. I did a whole thing on Instagram. Um, I did a like, you know, I launched a whole course. I mean, I've been kind of back. I've been really slaying things (laughs) in the manifestation bait world. But one thing that's been missing where I sat down and I, I recorded a story on this on Instagram where I was just intuitively tuning in to how I really want to connect with my people. And I just love my podcast audience. I think you guys are the fucking best people on this planet. I appreciate every single feedback you give me on the podcast. I appreciate every single share on social media. You have no idea how much your reviews mean to me. It takes like three seconds to leave a review. If you haven't left one yet, please, please, please means the world to me. Um, And the majority of podcast listeners actually aren't subscribed to the podcast that they listen to. Like, I know sometimes I'll realize where I keep searching a podcast and I'm like, why am I not actually following this podcast? <laughs> so if you're not yet following the Manifestation Bay podcast, please, please hit the follow button. It also helps the podcast. And yeah, I'm just like, you know what? I got shit to say. Let's go. Let's get back to it. Um, I feel like I'm a completely different version of myself from the last four months. I feel like I've gone through this metamorphosis, this transformation, this just evolution, and I'm, I'm, I'm back. I'm here. Okay, so the purpose of this podcast is not to ramble about my life and all the updates so far. The purpose of this podcast is I wanted to come back, obviously, um, and bring you a Q&A. I'm a generator by human design. I love responding to things. So my favorite things to respond to are your questions. I love your questions. Appreciate your questions. When I put up a Q&A box and I see a bunch of questions, I get very freaking excited. And most of the time I post those answers on my stories. I have like a bazillion highlights. Honestly, it's like out of control at this point, how many story highlights I have of me answering questions. Total generator move. But I decided it'd be fun to do two things. Okay, so you're going to get two instant episodes coming for sure because I'm recording them today and basically either tomorrow or the the next day. But for sure, before I leave for Sedona, I'm actually attending a really cool retreat. It's a very special, unique retreat to me um, with my closest, closest friends who are very, very ultra spiritual. (laughs) And uh, we're doing this very intimate private retreat with our shaman this weekend. So I'm for sure going to drop these episodes or at least record them before I leave. So you're going to get a Q&A today. 
And then the next episode that I drop, I thought it would be fun and I haven't looked at them yet. So no guarantees because maybe these are going to be super lame and I decide to do something different. So I'm only promising this Q&A right now, but I I put up a second story basically asking about your assumptions about me. I see this a lot on YouTube. It's like a very popular, common, um, like a trend on YouTube where people react to assumptions made about them. And I think it's just kind of fun because some of the times it's like, you were born rich. And it's like an opportunity for that person to be like, actually, no, I was born super poor. Here's how I worked my way up in the world. Or you were blah, blah, blah. And then it just gives an opportunity to make, you know, for you to get to know me more, I guess. I guess that's the point of this. And so I thought it'd be fun to do that as like a warm up back into a regular podcast episoding. I'm still not going to promise like an, a, a schedule. I never do. I never promise like you're going to receive an episode a week or two episodes per week. But when the energy is there, you know, I go crazy and sometimes I'll upload like four episodes <laughs> in a week. So you never know. You never know with me. Okay, let's dive into these questions. First question that I get asked, and I just pulled these during my nail appointment today. I am not, there's no notes I'm pulling from. I didn't even think about really how I'm going to answer these. I was just like, you know what? I want to answer this question. This is great. Perfect. Check mark. Okay. Screenshot, save. Let's go. So here are the questions. And I think there's like 30 of them. I don't know if I'm going to get to all of them, but we're going to get to as many as we possibly can. Okay. Okay. All right. First question. What have you been navigating in your marriage after baby? (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) If you know anything about anything that I've been sharing on social media in regards to my relationship with my husband post baby, I will just share with you that it totally rocked our world. And I think that, I think that yes, it's so important that you prepare for baby and think about the baby when you're pregnant with your first child. I can only speak about the transition to a first child. I cannot speak on, you know, maybe is there a transition in a marriage when you go from one to two, two to three, three to four? Does it change every time? Do you go through the same thing that you went through? I don't know, but I feel like the firstborn causes the biggest like, whoa, what is happening, right? And I talked a bit about this in my episode, um, I became a mother and everything changed. I think that's what I titled it, something like that. I recorded it around June of this year. So if you want to go check it out, June of 2023, whole episode on that of just like how becoming a mother has changed me and how I view life differently and how I created a whole mastermind for seven-figure CEO moms who are both running a really big business and also have young kids, which is actually currently in the application process. So if you're someone who has a seven-figure business, you have children and you're like, whoa, how do I navigate all these different areas of life? Like what is going on? My relationship is crazy. This is crazy. That's crazy. How do we do this? Like, And you are looking for a group of women who get it and want to nourish you and support you. I'm going to drop the application link in the show notes as well. I would love to see you there. We're currently in the application process. We're currently in the enrollment process. Spots are already filling up. So if you're like, fuck yeah, I need this, please send an application ASAP so I can review it and we can go from there. So that being said, 
what what were we navigating <laughs> in our marriage after baby? Well, honestly, it started in pregnancy. And I think that one of the things I wish that we prepared for more was the shift in our marriage post baby. But also, I think personally, Brennan had a really hard time with my pregnancy. I think for him, there was a lot of fear and anxiety. And like, I don't know if I'm fully ready, even though we agreed that we would conceive once we're both fully ready. So we both made the decision. It it wasn't an unexpected pregnancy. Like that's a whole nother thing, right? For couples to navigate. Um, But for us, it was, no, this is a hundred percent planned, a hundred percent wanted and holy shit, what's happening. And after the baby was born, there was a massive disconnect between me and me and Brennan. Um, I mean, I don't want to go into it too much just because I want Brennan to be present in this conversation. I don't want to reveal things that maybe he's not comfortable with, but I know that's something that we're definitely going to get into, especially since we're doing so much relationship work right now. It's insane. We're signing up for retreats left and right. I'm in a whole mastermind around relationships right now. So we're going freaking deep. Okay. But I will tell you this, and this is something that was very hard for me to admit, but earlier this year, maybe like January, February, I was at a point where I was like, if things don't change by the end of the year, we're probably going to divorce. And that's like so hard for me to say because, you know, that comes with all kinds of, it opens up the can of worms for all kinds of judgments, right? Like, ooh, what what's going on? What really happened? And honestly, I think that, you know, Brennan said he never had a thought like that. Only I did. And I think that comes from programming in my family where if a relationship isn't working, whatever, like, and obviously it's not like my family had very mature, (laughs) mature conversations and mature like perspectives in their marriages. Like, you know, it's just divorce was thrown around a lot. And so for me, like for Brennan, divorce is never an option. And for me, up until very recently, divorce is always an option. It's like, oh, fuck it. Like not working. Let's move on. And that's not truly why I committed to marriage. I committed to marriage because my intention is that this is my one and only marriage. I think everyone who gets married for the first time, it's not like they have plans to be like, oh, yeah, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, whatever. But it's just, I think the postpartum hormones on top of this, and tell me if you relate to this, especially um, as a mom who's gone through postpartum, like tell me that things don't seem a little crazier than they actually are, right? From all the postpartum hormones. And thankfully that hasn't happened, you know, from that, you know, everything has good and bad, right? There's no, it's not like everything. It's not like one thing has everything good about it. And another thing has everything bad about it. There's, you know, essentially everything is neutral. And what causes that neutrality is that everything has good and bad within it. And so the good thing that came out of that thought is that I sent a I set a very strong intention that Brennan and I would have an amazing relationship by the end of this. And so like, that's the polarity of it. Um, so I don't want you to think like, oh no, don't, don't have negative thoughts. Don't have, don't, you know, don't think about negative things. I think really positive things can come out of negative things because of that polarity. And so Brennan and I dove into like John Wineland's work, um, Alison Armstrong's work, the Gottman's work. I mean, I will link these people in the show notes as well. Cause I know like a lot of people see me as a resource for other people. And you love to know like what I'm doing, what I'm getting into, what I'm learning, who I'm learning from. So don't worry. I will link all those people for you. I highly recommend all of them, everyone I've listed so far. I'm in Mel Wells' mastermind. um, So I'll link her work as well. Like really incredible things. And I cannot tell you 
how incredible our relationship is today. It is unbelievable how much better we are off today than literally when we first started dating. We are more excited about each other. We are more hyped up about each other. We are navigating things much smoother than we did when we first started dating. And I just want to say that anyone who is going through this transition post baby in their marriage and thinking, oh my God, everything's falling apart. I just want to be a beacon of hope for you that I could be so close to being like, no, fuck it. I'm done. Divorce to being like, nope, fuck it. Never divorce. Love you so much. We're together forever. Everything's going to be great. This is amazing. Love you so much. Like it is night and day. And I'm so thankful and so grateful for both of us never giving up and just choosing each other. And I think that that's the number one thing that I encourage every couple who is struggling right now is just to know like it can be hard right now, but do we choose each other? And if the answer is yes, like it can still be hard, but just know that that choice opens up the possibilities and opportunities on the other side of making that choice. And until you make that choice of no matter what, we're going to choose each other, you know, with, of course, like, you know, don't betray each other. Like choosing means like you, both of you are in it at 100%. And as long as both parties are interested and in being with each other at 100% and really showing up, then all of the possibilities and all of the solutions and all of the answers and all of the mentors and all of the guidance is going to come on the other side of it. And Brennan and I are a total proof of that. And specifically, like, what have we been navigating? I think like communication, you know, baby adds like so much stress and amplifies everything and really triggers you. And so when you're a triggered state, like your partner is going to trigger you even more. So that's like a common thing that people go through. And that's like pretty much what Brennan and I went through with a couple other things, but I'm going to let him share when he's ready. Okay. Next question. Wow. That took me a little bit longer to answer than I thought. So we'll see how many we go through. Maybe we have a two-parter. Okay. Just let me know if you like the Q&As and then I'll know to do them more often, but I won't know unless you tell me. So please tell me. (laughs) Okay. So next question. Advice for knowing it's time to pivot. Number one way that I know it's time to pivot something in my life. And that can pertain to anything. It can pertain to business, the workouts I'm doing, the diet I'm eating, the clothing I'm wearing, the place I'm living in. Like this pertains to anything. And I know you're not being specific, so I'm just going to keep it general. I know it's time to pivot when I feel dread. That's my number one thing. When I'm dreading showing up to a specific kind of workout, I know we're done. When I'm dreading a specific kind of action in my business, like for example, I think that I need to be making reels or TikToks, right? The moment I feel dread, it's time to pivot. The moment that I feel dread when it comes to recording a podcast episode or recording a course or whatever it is, I know it's time to pivot. And The moment that I feel like I'm not being authentically honest with myself and truthful with myself and feel like I'm putting on a performance for whatever reason, meaning like I need to keep showing up for X, Y, Z because 10 years ago I committed that I would or I'm seen online as like the fitness expert, but I really could not give a shit about fitness anymore and I want to do anything but fitness, which is where I'm coming from. I can totally relate to that. And so 
you know, when you're not being authentically truthful to you and you're finding yourself performing for the sake of other people or how other people perceive you, that's for a fact how you know that it's time to pivot. Next question. Do you believe that luck plays a role in manifesting? Are some people just lucky? I really think that we create our luck and our belief systems when they're in alignment with our desires. That's what creates luck. So it's not like God, you know, looked at someone and said, oh, I like this one. This one, this one's going to be lucky in this lifetime. This one, nah, this one's kind of ugly. I don't want to, nah, this one's not going to be that lucky. <laughs> like there's nobody deciding. There's no deity in the sky, even though I believe that there's a divine supreme creator. I do believe in God. I do believe in the universe, you know, like insert whatever word that works for you. All those words work for me. Um, but I don't see God as like ever. I've never seen God come out of the sky and like, look at me and be like, Catherine, you're going to be lucky. Okay. And then Brennan, mm, not so much. Oh, Orion. Orion's really cute. For anyone who doesn't know, Orion is my son. Ryan, uh, or no, Orion. Yeah. Super cute. Like you're going to be lucky. It just doesn't work that way. And what we perceive as luck is literally like somebody manifesting something in their life. It's like when you see someone who things just keep working out for them in their life, it's because they believe that they're lucky and they believe that things work out for them in their life. That's what's called lucky girl syndrome. I don't know if you've heard of that trend. There's like a whole trend on TikTok that just erupted where everyone would repeat this affirmation. I forget what the affirmation is, but it was basically like, I'm the luckiest girl in the world and everything always works out for me or something like that. Like, no shit. Of course it will. It's because the universe is in response to what we put out there. And so if lucky energy is what you put out there, then you will be lucky. Now, do I believe also at the same time that maybe in a past life you did something and that karma transferred to this lifetime, meaning like you're kind of paying a lesson uh, to a degree in this lifetime or you are being rewarded for something in this lifetime. Yeah, I do also see that. But at the same time, who caused the luck? You did, right? You caused the luck. And if you are paying for something in a past life where it's like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like that I'm paying for it. Guess what? Just learn the fucking lesson and change your luck. We are always in free will and we are always in control of our, our own luck. The next question is, how do you deal with manifestation setbacks? How do you keep going? Honestly, I don't see setbacks anymore. I really don't. I really think, and I have this mantra, which is basically like every move I make makes me a millionaire. Well, now I am a millionaire. So now I would say every move I make makes me a hundred millionaire or a billionaire. Insert whatever amount of money you want, okay? Whatever identity that you want every move I make. So I believe that whether or not something I do is a mistake or not, or something that is quote unquote correct or not, it's still moving me forward. And so like, for example, with the whole house manifestation thing, like if you were in the manifestation reset, if you've taken that program, you'll know the whole freaking story and how I uncovered every single block and I help you uncover all the blocks in there. But it's like, there's no such thing as a setback. Everything is an opportunity 
for you to get clearer and clearer and clearer on what it is that you want and how to get there. It's I learned so much about myself in this process. I learned so much about who I am and what I want and what I will settle for and what I won't settle for and what my worth is and what everything means and how my mind works. And it's just so many valuable lessons that I received from not manifesting my house for three years that it's like now that it's here, I'm like, thank God for all those setbacks. I love the version of who I am today because of those quote unquote setbacks. And I see this for everything in life. Like, thank God for those things because it made me who I am today. Okay, next question is what is the best way to determine human design? Now, interestingly enough, I had a meeting with someone. I will not reveal anything yet because I'm not allowed to. Okay. But I had a meeting with someone that I'm partnering with in November to bring you something really cool in the human design world. Okay, I'm not going to spill the beans too much. I'm going to keep it super vague, but I will tell you November 12th, mark your calendars because something really exciting is coming. Um, Someone asked me, Catherine, how do you use human design as a generator? Can you tell us like step by step? Yeah, that's coming. Okay. And for you to know in depth and in detail, very custom, custom, customized approach to your own human design is coming into the Manifestation Babe world. It's a collaboration. It's a partnership. It's someone who I deeply value in the human design world. It's someone whose um, readings I've gotten for myself. I'm not going to reveal too much, like I said, but please like mark your calendar because I promise you're not going to want to miss this. And if you're looking for a holiday gift, this is a perfect holiday gift because this is going to launch around the time of the holidays. And if there's something where you're like, I don't know what to get this person. I don't want to, I don't know what to get my friend. I don't know what to get my mom. There's only so many sweaters you can buy someone. Like, trust me, I get it. I fucking hate sometimes gift giving because I'm like, all right, I already bought this person this, 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 you know, like I'm all about the thoughtful gifts now. And if I can gift someone a psychic session or a human design session or an astrology session, like that's where I want to go now. That's the direction that I want to go in. So get ready. This is going to be an awesome, awesome gift for the holidays. Okay. How would you start if you had to start again? So if I lost everything or if I went back in time and I had to start again, this is such a good question. The number one thing that comes to me is to have a very strong vision for what I want and where I'm going. And a lot of people struggle with this because they're like, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. Like, I'm not as certain as you, Catherine. Like, I don't know what I want. And trust me, my vision today is because I've been ingraining into my mind and and practicing and really like asking myself the right questions over decades and decades. Well, not really decades. I'm not that old yet, but um, at least at least one and a half decades. I've been asking myself really good questions, and so yeah, I have a lot of clarity. But clarity starts with just asking yourself, like, what do I want? one question at a time, just variations of that. Like if anything were possible, 
what would I manifest? If I was given access to a magic genie and literally there was no limitations and I could have unlimited wishes, what would I want? If I had a billion dollars deposit my bank account today, what would I do with that money, right? You see all the different variations of that question and you just like answer it and just see what comes through and then use life to inspire you. So it's not like I make shit up in my head. I literally see something exist on the internet or I see something exist in my neighborhood or I see a car drive by me and I'm like, ooh, I like that right? As a generator, I'm here to respond to my environment. So I'm always responding like, ooh, you know, you're walking through the mall and it's not until you walk through the mall that you realize, ooh, I like that sweater. I want that sweater. That's on my vision board now, you know, or that's that purse that I saw my favorite influencer wear to Italy. I want that. And so this is like an unfolding. So I just want to make that clear. But I would start that process ASAP. And that's exactly what I did on my grandma's couch. So that story of mine where I lived on my grandma's couch for like five months in 2016 while building my business, or at least transitioning from one business into another, which this is the other business. And thank God I transitioned because I freaking love this company. But um, I on the couch wrote down, I scripted exactly what I wanted my life to look like down to like how often I travel, the fact that I'm married, the fact that I drive this car, the fact that I live in this place and this is the money I make. And every single one of those things manifested for me. Like that original vision that I wrote out on my grandma's couch, I lived just two years later. It was insane. So I would start there because that's where I started then. And the second thing is to hire a mentor to teach me everything I know or everything that they know. I would find someone who's living their dream life or living a life that I want to live. And I would literally DM them and be like, can you teach me everything you know? Or can you guide me to a resource at least? Because back then I probably couldn't afford to hire them, to be honest. And I understand that some people are in that position. So I would at least just ask them like, or I would stalk them or follow them on social media and be like, where are they getting their information? Where did they learn this? What can I learn from them? I was listening to so many YouTube videos just on in audio form. There's all these books on YouTube for free and I would listen to them on repeat over and over and over and over and over again. There's podcasts. You know how many of your mentors have podcasts? Like if you consider me to be a mentor, like great job on listening to my podcast. This is a great start and this is exactly what I would do is I would go and just be in these people people's energy and figure out what makes them so successful and how can I own pieces of that myself. Because obviously every strategy that someone follows is not necessarily going to work for you because we all have different vibrations. We all carry different auras. We all have different energetic fields. And just copying someone's strategy is not necessarily going to make the same results for you. But those pieces that are resonant for you, those pieces that like cause like a zing in your body, I don't know a better word to put to it. It's like I feel things as a lightning bolt through my body where it's like a zing (laughs) and I just know to listen to that. So when I hear a manifestation tip or I hear someone say something and share their perspective and I'm like, oh, I like that. I will try it on for size and just see how it works for me. And if I like it, I'll adopt it. It's as simple as that. So that's what I would do if I had to start all over again. How do you manage worries about... um, if you manifested money once it was just luck and can't continue. Ooh, I love this. So it's basically asking like, 
let's say you manifested a lump sum of money and then you thought it was a fluke or you're worried that it was just a fluke and it'll never happen again. I'll just tell you, like I said, it's not luck because we create our luck. And if you created money once, you can always create it again. So really go back to what energy were you embodying when you manifested that money and just know that that energy is forever a frequency that you can tap into. And it's something that will never be taken from you. I'm telling you, I tell this to people all the time. The energy that I carry around manifestation, the certainty that I have is because I have seen so much evidence in my life of it um, working for me over and over and over and over and over again. And no one can take this frequency away from me. No one can take the frequency of my belief system away from me because I've seen too much, right? Imagine someone coming to me right now, sitting in my car, my neighborhood, like let's say my neighbor comes over, (laughs) opens the car door, pops in and is like, hey, Catherine, did you know that manifestation is not real, that it actually doesn't work, that it's a bunch of bullshit? I would look at them like they're insane, right? Because in my world, what are you talking about? It's so freaking real. I've tapped into that frequency and you cannot convince me otherwise. And so it's the same thing. And if you've done it once, maybe there's not as many neural networks around money yet. Maybe you still have old patterns that take up more brain space and more energy at this moment. But the more that you focus on the evidence of it being possible and showing yourself that you are capable of manifesting money and the more you make that evidence bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and tune into it more and more and more and cause more and more and more of those shifts in evidence, the more you're going to actually starve those old neural networks, you're actually going to suffocate them and you're going to be growing the ones that have to do with manifesting money. So that's also like you cannot come into my car right now and tell me that money is hard to come by, that money is limited, that, you know, it's really hard to become wealthy, that money just doesn't manifest and it's hard to become a millionaire. Like that just it won't happen because I don't have as many neural connections around those beliefs. I probably have none of those neural connections at this point. Like I so believe the opposite because I've tapped into that frequency so many times and I've created so much evidence. I have literal evidence in my bank account. I have literal evidence of this just all around me in my life. And so it's the same thing for you, but you've just started the process. And so the worst thing you can do is you can um, is to keep feeding those old neural networks start the starvation process and start feeding the proof and the evidence that you are a powerful and potent money manifester. Um, How do you as a manifestation coach coach yourself when feeling blocked? Well, I go to coaches because when I'm feeling blocked, it's because I'm not seeing something. (laughs) I have a blind spot. And so I work with coaches I have my regular RRT sessions with Dr. John Connolly. I work with Andrea Crowder as my coach. I just started working with another coach as well. I also have all these relationship coaches as well for me and my husband. And just the list goes on and on. And I pay lots of money to be coached because 
I just don't want to let things simmer. Like if I'm feeling blocked around something or frustrated by something, I'm not going to let that simmer. And my number one go-to, let's say that none of my coaches are available, right? My number one go-to is what I teach in the Manifestation Reset. That is a program that I designed around my own experience with blockages and my experiences with helping other people release their blockages. So if you're struggling with that, I would definitely recommend you check out that program. Um, it's, again, I don't remember the actual link. I'm pretty sure it's manifestationbabe.com slash reset. But if anything, it's going to be in the show notes. Is YouTube a big part of your business? Do you make much off of it? No, not really. And no, it's not that big of a business. However, my husband loves our YouTube channel. So if you don't know, I have a YouTube channel that mainly chronicles my travels with my husband and our baby now. It's called Catherine Zinkina on YouTube if you haven't checked it out. But um, we have plans with it. Right now, it is still in the process of gaining traction, but I would love if you would subscribe <laughs> to help with that traction because my husband, I never realized how much of a passion he has for filming. It's insane. Like this man wants to film everything. He buys lenses for his camera the way that I buy courses and books around, you know, mindset and manifestation and growth and spirituality and things like that. Like it's a insane obsession for him. And he's very into the channel. Like today I caught him doing SEO on YouTube, like for fun. He's like, he went back to old videos and was like improving the SEO on it. So it's a big passion project for him. Oh, I love this question. If you could only have two to three mantras or affirmations, what would they be? Okay. I think it would be this. Um, there's a new one that I shared inside the manifestation reset, which helps me with neutrality and not get so attached to needing something or having to have something. Meaning like, you know, when you attach desperate energy to something, like if you show up on a date with desperate energy, your date is going to get repelled. Same thing goes with our manifestations. So the mantra is, I desire this. I find it interesting. I'm okay either way. Meaning, I desire this. Yes, I want it. I find it interesting. Interest is more powerful than need to the subconscious. When you tell your subconscious mind that you need something, it attaches it to survival, which means that it is going to go into fight or flight mode when it comes to this manifestation. And instead of having energy in your brain for intuition and creativity and possibility and solution-oriented thinking and humor and all the things that really help us tap into the vibration of our desire, we're going to leak that energy out of the brain and it's going to go straight to our legs so we can run really fast for short intervals of time or it's going to go to our jaw so we can bite our enemy super hard and just chew them up out of anger. Like that's not really useful when it comes to manifestation, right? It's useful in a fight. It's useful in the savannah when we're, you know, running away from a lion. But when it comes to manifestation, I would much rather avoid fight or flight and have access to my intuition, have access to my creativity, have access to flow, have access to solution-oriented thinking and strategy and focus that's more important to me. And so we want to avoid needing a manifestation to come through and instead just desiring it. 
because when you tell your subconscious mind that you need a million dollars, it's not going to like you kind of lose credibility with your subconscious because it's like, yo, you can survive today off of $12. You do not need a million dollars. That is lies. And so the next time you tell me about your desires, I'm just not going to listen to you. So instead, you gain more credibility with your subconscious mind when you express to it that this is a desire, meaning I want this. I find it interesting, but I'm okay either way. There's no pressure around here. And when there's no pressure, there's flow. And when there's flow, there is your manifestation because things just appear. You're guided. You take the right actions. You feel the zings in your body that pertain to taking action on something that leads you to your manifestation. Um, my next mantra would be my classic, my success is inevitable and I'm always on the right path. And then my third one would be, um, money is an unlimited resource and it is always flowing my way. So those two I created back in 2016. Um, so these are quite old mantras, but they still stay strong within me. They are so embodied in me. It's not even funny. Like this is how I naturally think. And then I desire this. I find it interesting. I'm okay either way is a newer one that has been working extremely well for me. Okay. I know I've been blabbing for a little while now and I don't want to make this episode too long, but let me just see. Should we do a part two? Wow. I've only gone through a third of the questions. Um, 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 um. Let me just answer a few more. Okay. And then let me know if you want a part two. So someone asked a question I get a lot on Instagram. So I just want to set the record straight here, okay? Why do you use filters on Instagram? You are stunning. Lots of love to Orion. First of all, thank you so much. And not to be cocky or conceited or anything like that. I know. I know I'm stunning. Thank you so much. I know I'm beautiful. I've done a lot of work around this throughout my life. And I just, I know that I'm good looking, okay? Okay. We've got that. We've got that settled. Yes. Okay. Now, why do I use filters on Instagram? Yes, there's some ridiculous filters out there that like change your facial structure and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I don't use them for that purpose. I use them because I am so, first of all, I'm lazy and picky. Okay. (laughs) I am lazy because I would totally, okay. Let me, let me start with picky first. I am picky because I, I'm picky about lighting. And so if I don't like the lighting, like I hate blue lighting in in photos. I don't know. There's something that triggers me about blue light. I think I'm I'm that person who's always like as soon as the sun sets, I take all the blue light out of my phone. I use that um, night shift function on my computer and on my phone, like immediately before it even existed. Actually, before night shift existed, there was an application that I use on my laptop called F.Lux. And I would dim my my computer light to take all the blue light out of it and make it super warm so it doesn't affect my brain at night and I can sleep. So I'm like big on that. And I don't know, maybe I'm, my mind just likes warmer tones. And so if there's too many cool tones in a selfie that I just took of myself or a video that I'm recording or the lighting isn't good, there's certain filters that I'll use that just kind of brighten up the colors. Now, yes, they do change my face and they do make me look ridiculous. I understand that, but but I'm too lazy to do it outside of Instagram and then go and filter the video separately or a photo separately to change the lighting the way that I like because I'm picky. I'm a picky bitch, okay? 
And so that's what you get. You get filters. They have nothing to do with me thinking I'm ugly or feel like I need filters or anything like that. I just want to set the record straight that I just like the lighting. Okay. Okay. Um, how do you plan to school your son since you talk about being programmed through teachers? Yeah, I actually plan on homeschooling. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. I don't want to homeschool myself. There's no way in hell I'm going to run a business, raise kids and homeschool them at the same time. That's a big fuck no for me. But I will probably hire or do like a hybrid of something where I will hire a homeschool teacher to come teach Orion and then maybe gather a bunch of kids, you know, my friends who have kids or whatever kids who are interested in the similar um, way of doing things and alternative education. And so that way, Orion, like, I don't believe in just like him not socializing with people. I think socialization is very important. So I don't know how I'm going to do it, whether he has like extracurricular activities with other kids, or he has like a group homeschool, whether he's around other kids and socializing with other kids or however we do it. I just know that traditional school is an absolute fuck no for us because I I don't want to. I feel like I'm going to work so much harder every single day deprogramming my child coming home from school where I'm like, I'm sorry, what did your teacher tell you? What did you hear at school? It's just very anti-entrepreneurial thinking. And I don't believe that everyone is designed to be an entrepreneur. I don't think everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. But I think that there's a lot of great qualities from entrepreneurial thinking, meaning, uh, you know, critical thinking, constructive thinking, solution-oriented thinking, and not just like parroting what our teachers say at school and just memorizing information that literally, I remember, I'll never forget, there's so many things that my teacher told me in elementary school or middle school that said, you're going to be using this a lot in your life, like cursive. Do you remember when we were, if you're my generation, so I'm 30 years old, do you remember learning cursive in elementary school and how they said the whole world is going to write in cursive, so you better write cursive? I never write cursive. Not one day in my life do I write cursive. In high school, I stopped writing cursive. Like, I don't know where that came from. Like, what the fuck was the point of that? And so it's very similar with that. And like, where am I using calculus? I have nightmares to this day about calculus. Okay. I have a nightmare, a recurring nightmare. I don't know why. It's probably trauma from calculus, like actual calculus in real life. But I have trauma Here's where the trauma stems from. I took calculus in my freshman year of, of college. Was it freshman? No, it was sophomore. So I took my Calc 1. And then in order for me to get my degree at university, I needed Calc 2 as well. So I transferred schools. I went to the University of Washington. And when I was there, I ended up being so backed up on all my, um, med school prerequisites. I chose a degree that had a lot of classes that were not prerequisites for med school. And so I really had to like take, I, I, I took me an extra year to get my degree. So basically I, I was a super senior. Okay. I was the uncool super senior. So I went to through my college for five years. And so imagine in my sophomore year, I take Calc 1 and I realized that I need to take Calc 2. And it wasn't until my senior, senior year, my super senior year, three years fucking later that I took Calc 2. When I tell you that I struggled through that class, I struggled to keep up. I was so beyond confused. I had no idea what was going on. And, you know, people argue that like Calc 1 and Calc 2, like you could take them separately and be fine. But no, 
it just didn't work out for me. And I'm pretty sure I got like a C or something or a D. Maybe, no, not an F because I wouldn't graduate. But you know what I'm talking about. Like it was a bad grade. And um, so I have a recurring nightmare. Like to this day, it's been what, 10 years since I graduated from college. I have a recurring nightmare that my university calls me up or sends me an email. That's probably more likely than not going to call me. They're going to email me. And they say, hey, Catherine, unfortunately, your degree is not valid because we just discovered that you didn't finish Calc 2. And so you have to come back to school and you have to finish Calc 2 to get your degree. Otherwise, your degree doesn't count. And it gives me fucking nightmares. I'm telling you, I wake up every time thinking it's real until I realize, no, I have my diploma. It's all said and done. No one's going to take it away from me. Not like I need it in real life. Not, it's not like I use my bachelor's of science and biology, um, you know, recording podcasts around manifestation. But yeah, it's a, it's a very real thing for me. Okay. Um, let me pick one last question. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, so many good ones. God, that's a good story. I'd love to tell that story. Um, someone asked, am I still finding, finding it challenging to manifest my dream house? Nope. Manifested. Okay. This is a good one. I feel like it's different from all the other questions. So I'm going to answer it. And then again, like I said, let me know if you want part two so I can finish all these questions. What does your shaman say will happen with the impending climate issues? This one came up a couple times. So my shaman has said that humans think they're so powerful. They're not more powerful than Mother Earth. So in the climate crisis and the climate issues, It's not Mother Earth that we should be concerned about, though that doesn't mean disrespect Mother Earth, right? That's not what I'm saying, okay? Do not cancel me over that. (laughs) But the, the point of that was is that we will wipe ourselves out first before we wipe out Mother Earth. In fact, whether you believe it or not, this is not the first time that human beings have been on planet Earth, okay? This is actually like our seventh time being here on Earth. And we actually have wiped ourselves out seven times before or six times before. And this is our seventh time. And this is an opportunity for us to learn because every time we wiped ourselves out through climate change and through artificial intelligence. So this is our seventh time back here on earth, learning lessons to not repeat the old cycles. And my shaman talks a lot about how cycles, there's these cycles of time and how these cycles repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. And so do not stress about Mother Earth. Mother Earth is a fucking badass, is so, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, can handle all adversity, very strong. There's a specific word I'm looking for that's not coming to me right now. I'm sure you're probably like screaming it at me. You know, when like someone forgets a word and they're talking, but they can't hear you. And you're like, the word is this, the word is this. I'm sure you're doing that to me right now, but, um, God, what's the word? It's not coming to me right now. That's okay. It's probably going to come to me as soon as I end this podcast. So anyway, um, it's not mother earth. We need to worry about ourselves. Now there is hope. I don't like doom and gloom around this topic. No, the world's not going to end in 30 years or whatever, or like, you know, the earth is going to be on fire by 2050. That's just not true. 
But what is true is that we really should get our shit together. Like if we could just ban plastic to begin with, I would love that. I hate plastic more than anything. It irritates the shit out of me. Thinking about all these chemicals in our environment and plastics and microplastics just triggers the fuck out of me. I have to do work around it every day. Like, that's a great start. Let's do that, right? And then, like, let's focus on something else. And let's let's run the world off of solar power. Why can't we have solar-powered engines on airplanes? Like, I love to fly. I'm never going to give up flying. I love modes of transportation. But am I open? Like, does it have to be gas? No, absolutely not. Um, do I think there's issues with electric vehicles nowadays? Like, and the way that they make batteries and the way that to charge so many of these electric vehicles, you actually need to power coal to power the electricity. So it's actually kind of like the same thing. It doesn't actually solve a problem. Yeah. Like we, that's a whole other topic and a whole other side note, but I think solar power is cool. And why don't we use it? Right. I have so many questions and obviously I know there's probably engineering limitations and whatever. I'm, I don't know the science behind all of this. I'm not going to go there. But it's like, yes, absolutely, we need to make shifts. We absolutely need to make changes. But let's not go into doom and gloom because there is so much actual hope for us and things are actually so much brighter than people make it seem. I'll just say that. Okay? Okay. Um, I think that's going to be it for now. I don't want to make this super long, but let me know if you want me to do more Q&As so I can finish some of these questions or answer some new ones. Anything I haven't answered. Um, next episode will most likely be an assumptions about me. And if it's totally lame and I don't like it, or I think it's going to be a boring episode, I'm going to bring you something else. So with that being said, I love you so much. I missed you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please leave a review. If you feel called to, please share this episode. Let me know you're excited about the Manifestation Pay podcast being back. I know I want to do a refresh on the branding. It's time for a new photo. I think it's time for a new intro. It's been like years of the same intro. So I'll definitely do a little rebrand that you can look forward to as well. But um, yeah, love you so much. I hope you have a great day and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.